Hey gearheads and welcome to Grouse Talk, a discussion about all things automotive. I'm Corey. And I'm Matt. And each week this podcast will serve as a catalyst for discussion on all sorts of topics that grind our gears, rev our engines, or just need a bit more conversation. And on this week's episode, we're diving into a little bit of car news because a lot has happened since the last time we've really talked car news. Yeah. And we're talking about a little bit of the future of Garage Talk. Uh, we're very excited about some things that we've got going on. and Some we're gonna, Subaru updates. Yes, yeah, some Subaru updates. And we're going to be reaching out to you, our fans, our listeners, uh, for a little bit of help and feedback and helping us grow. Uh, it, it's going to be fun. We're very much looking forward to the year ahead of us. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I, I've been saying it for a very long time that we've got a lot of fun stuff coming up. <laughs> um, and... I, I, I'm just going to keep saying it because we really do. We have a lot of really fun stuff coming up. There's a up. lot yet to come. Uh, I'm very excited about next week's podcast episode. We've got an interview coming up with a YouTuber. Uh, we'll we'll kind of keep that under the wraps a little bit. We'll let it yeah. be more exciting yeah. as uh, people hear about it next week. But, uh, yeah, we've got a lot, lot going on. So, first, you alluded to it earlier, Matt. Why uh-huh. don't you give us a little bit of Subaru update with your uh, Hawkeye. Huh? Yep. See, uh-huh. I learned yeah. something. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hawkeye Subi. Um, yeah. So 2007 Subaru Impreza 2.5i sedan. Yes. And that's it. No WRX. No, no WRX. No nothing STI. Nothing super special. No turbo. Yet. yet. Um, it, I, I've put a little over 1,700 miles on it since I've had it, um, which I was trying to remember. Do you know for sure when it was that I got the car? I, oh, I'm pretty sure we can uh, go back on our Facebook page and figure like that one out. September-ish, ish, yeah, somewhere uh, yeah. in there. Um, you so, you keep talking. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna do a roughly, little research on our end here. Okay, roughly three months worth uh, yeah. of ownership, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a great little car. Yeah, um, power windows and locks. Yeah, manual five speed. Yeah. Air conditioner will freeze you out. The <laughs> heater will burn you out. That's what um, you want, right? And that's it. Uh, th- I mean, that's. That's all that there is to the car. I really, really enjoy the simplicity of it. So going back through our Facebook Live videos, uh-huh. I, you kind of did on the, your whole process of saying goodbye to the beloved F-150. Uh, Twelve weeks ago, you posted essentially your farewell yeah. uh, to it, saying that you had already picked the Subaru, but you were teasing people with yeah, what yeah, you had gotten. Yeah. And 11 weeks ago, uh, I can very clearly see the uh, thumbnail of the Subaru. So you've had it okay. just around 11 weeks. Right. Yeah, just under three months. Yeah. Okay. So 1,700 miles, three months, 500 miles a month. Yeah. That's not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Um, the I've, I have <laughs> nearly torn the front bumper off of it a few times. Yeah. Um, you need a little more ground clearance. Uh, you know, uh, I'm, uh, huh? <laughs> here's, that's, I can't decide. I <laughs> honestly, uh, like I'm, I'm struggling with this genuinely because I get on and I look at Google images or YouTube or, mm-hmm. and I see all these beautiful dressed out, yeah. uh, wide body. I mean, couldn't slide a piece of paper between the tire and the <laughs> fender kind of decked out. Uh, dressed out cars and they're spectacular and they're beautiful yeah but i couldn't imagine that they're great to live with on a day in and day out basis which That's, is what you are gonna have to do right and uh, for the time yeah, being. It, it is it is my daily yep. so that that brings up the possibility of going the other way with it and going bigger and going 
meteor and you know that type of thing. Um, meteor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not meteor. No, yeah, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> Don't want that. No, <laughs> none of that. None of that. <laughs> You've been um, there, done that. <laughs> yeah. The um, the struggle there is what I'd like to do with it doesn't exist yet. Well, so that is a slight problem. Yeah. Um, there's, there's. Well, let me back. I've up. never known you to shy away <laughs> from a challenge, though. Um, the technology exists. The technology exists. We have it. We can rebuild it. Yes. Uh, I'm not that old. I don't. Know. <laughs> uh, yeah. I know the reference. We we have the technology. We there can you, rebuild it. There yeah. you go. Not sponsored. Uh, no. We. Uh, where am I going with all this? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not helping. What what you We're, want to do does not exist. What, yet. Yes. What go. what I'd like to do, you can't get on uh you know, summit racing or something right. like that and order what it is that I'd like to do to this car. Which is I don't want to say yet. Because yeah, drum roll please. <laughs> I don't want to say it because I don't know yet if it's entirely possible. So with that so again, being, we're teasing our fans with, "Hey, we want to do. I, yeah. We've got cool stuff. This is awesome. <laughs> Just other, keep listening." You know the the other uh, significant issue with the route that I would like to go eventually is um, equivalent kits right. for other vehicles that would do basically what it is I want to do right. are like thirty five hundred dollars. So it wouldn't be exactly a cheap endeavor um, to do with it, what I'd like to do. But that does not keep me from... Dreaming. Dreaming. It also doesn't... (laughs) Definitely definitely that. Um, It also doesn't keep me from um, probably leaning a little more towards the lifted versus lowered portion of it. Um, I have done a little bit of research on lift kits or whatever you want to call them for uh, McPherson strut set up vehicles. Um, And it just so happens that the Subaru Forester, which is essentially the same thing, but the wagon version taller. Yeah. You know, a little bigger body, a little taller. It can accept the same strut setup front and rear. And it gives you about two or three inches worth of overall lift on the vehicle. That's all you need. And they're bolt in, yep. so that's a that's a tremendous possibility. Mm-hmm. I'm hung up on wheels because if I go lifted, I'd like a 17. Right. If I go lowered, I think I'd like an 18. Yeah. Um, I haven't found any 18s that I really have just fallen in love with yet. Uh, and I've found like six. 17th that I really, well, really like. That solves it right there. <laughs> so I've got an idea. Okay. Novel idea. Here we go. Wonderful, beautiful idea. Let's do it. Brainchild just stewing yeah. up here. I don't know what it so, is, but I like it. Uh, I, I like the way you think, <laughs> sir. So uh, we said at the beginning of this episode that the future of Garage Shock is going to be a collaborative effort with oh, yeah. our listeners and our fans. Right. Why don't we take this to them a little bit and we'll do like we did uh, last March and do a an uh, be grammatically correct here, uh, an Instagram poll 
Okay. So uh, you get me some images. Okay. I'll go on to the Instagram, the okay. gram, and uh, we'll create some some polling options. Lifted, uh, lowered. Okay. These wheels, that wheels. Right, right. And you know we'll get the consensus of what our fans, our followers, our listeners are really into. Not saying we'll do it, but uh, you know, well, it, but it, 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 it is a big commitment on your part because right. you have to live with it on on a day in and day out basis. But no, uh, I I, I, I like the idea definitely, and I'm I, I would in I think I, Richard Hammond did something like this <laughs> not too long ago with a, uh, a, a oh what was that Oh, I just had it. Uh, Fiat Multipla. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't the Multipla. Um, <laughs> I'd have to look it up again, but he he allowed viewers to yeah. option out a vehicle that he was purchasing, and it turned out really sharp. It was yeah. a really cool rig, it had bright red interior, all kinds of good stuff. Um, so, so I like that you're putting I'm, us on the same level as Richard Hammond, the well, hamster. I, I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> why not? Uh, you know, from that other GT, show. that other GT show. <laughs> I I am intrigued, definitely, at the idea of of giving our viewers yep. kind of carte blanche um, access well, to the decision making a garage top I, rig uh, yeah I, I mean I really think it could be a lot of fun um, so you heard it here guys uh, head on over to GT Garage Shock on Instagram at GT Garage Shock and be sure and what is it follow us on Instagram and you will see um, starting very soon we will start putting uh the uh, poll so, out there for yeah, you to start voting yeah. on, and uh, we'll see what direction our listeners are going on. See if Matt and y'all are thinking the same, maybe, have the same brainwaves. Maybe we could do something on Facebook where people could drop pictures of suggested right. vehicles on yep. there to kind of get you know some juices flowing yeah. and, and get some ideas out there, kind of. A so, thing. first, head on over to Facebook. Yeah. At GT Garage Talk on Facebook. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, we'll put up a post where you can drop a picture in the comments of things you think Matt should do yep. uh, with his Subi. I'll put a picture of it currently up on our Facebook page. And you, our listeners, can start putting in the comments what you think he should do to it. And then we'll t- take all that fun on over to our Instagram and start doing a little polling action there. And who doesn't love voting, right? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah I like that a lot. Can I? Great can, idea. Can yeah. I tease just a little more? Yes. Well, it won't really be a tease. I have considered, and, and I would be open to uh, allowing the, the viewers and listeners to select this also, swapping the bug eye front clip yeah. onto the Hawkeye. Hmm. It, or in place of the Hawkeye, just to... So could we not call it Hawkeye anymore if you did that? Well, we haven't come up really with a name for it either. So, see, we got to ask for some name suggestions, okay. too. Okay, all right, so, all right, this hit is, us up on Facebook. The fan's car. That's it, yeah. It's uh-huh. no longer your car, Matt. It's not I'm mine sorry. anymore. You just gave it over to okay. all of our listeners and all of our fans. So. I'm good with that. Yeah, thank you very I'm, much. I'm, I'm good with that, yeah. Your sacrifices, uh, <laughs> If you end up with a pink lifted <laughs> Subi with bug okay, eyes, I may draw the line at pink. I yeah, um, neon pink. Oh, I want to see it. So yes, um, head on over to Ooh. Facebook, GT Garage Talk. Uh, we we will have a post up and ready for you uh, to share all your thoughts about the direction Matt Subaru should go. Love it, and uh, then we'll take that over to Instagram and start. 
pull any all and pull it out. See where that goes. Yeah. So, anything else on the Subi? Um, I'm gonna need to put a clutch in it. Uh, Not because I don't know how to drive a stick. <laughs> I'll just squelch those uh, haters right sure, sure. there. <laughs> um, I do know how to drive it, and I drive it well, and probably kind of hard. <laughs> It's uh, the problem, I'm sure. <laughs> but the cold weather has brought to my attention a very um, noisy throwout bearing. Yeah. So, just uh, you know, if I'm going to have the engine out of it or the transmission out of it to do a throwout bearing, I may as well put a clutch in it. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, and if anybody wanted to, you know, throw a gear set my way or something <laughs> like that while I'm in there, you know. Sure. Why not? Why not? While you're at it. All right. So, uh, since we have last met, Uh met, met, met. Yeah, that's right. I know how to talk. I talk for (laughs) What are you talking about? Uh, Since we have last met, uh, it has become available to talk about. We're late on the game because uh, the 30th of November was actually the end of the embargo on driving impressions of the Dodge Durango SRT Hellcat. So uh, we're going to talk about the Mustang Mach-E next. And yes. The- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ford uh, definitely did take their shots back at FCA on that one. So um, it will come up in this conversation. <laughs> I am sure of it as you're wearing your Ford hoodie over there, sir. But <laughs> it just happened to be the one that <laughs> yeah, I put on. Yeah, yeah. So uh, many of y'all are aware. And if you haven't, shame on you. Go back and listen to some of our past episodes. But uh, I... I, as a member of the Texas Auto Riders Association, uh, was able to attend an event where we were, I believe, the first media in the country to actually get to drive the SRT Hellcat Durango. Um, But we couldn't talk about it until the embargo came off on the 30th. So that was October 5th. And it was the end of November. So two months of just, ah, I gotta talk about it. Eight straight um, weeks. Because if I'm not mistaken, it is the most, not only the most powerful SUV out there currently mm-hmm. um, that you can buy a factory, blah, 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 blah. All right. Asterisks and that. Um, it's the most powerful vehicle I have personally driven at this point in my life. I've driven a lot of vehicles, but uh, fancy, expensive, brand new, uh, fresh off of the assembly line uh, typically is not what I get to drive. Bless you, sir. <laughs> Don't worry, it's not COVID. <laughs> You're long past that. I'm over so, that already. Uh, yeah. Um, exclusive first drives like this have not been a part of my life until very recently. <laughs> so, yes, this is the most powerful vehicle I've ever driven by, you know, just a few horsepower because I did also get to drive the TRX. And yes, we, we've talked about that one already because the embargo lifted a while back on that one. Basically it was another boring Hellcat, right? Yeah. Hellcat, all the things, right? Yeah. So boring over 700 horsepower. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yes, I, I, I got to drive an example of uh, the Durango uh, with all wheel drive and 710 horsepower. And that is a very good combination. Yeah. And a no compromise family hauler. Uh, so, you know, I've shared many a times. I had a 2012 45th anniversary Camaro SS uh, with 426 horsepower as my daily for a year. And um, I was also 
a youth pastor and hauling around teenagers here and there and wherever and uh, taking them home from church and stuff. Compromises were made to have that car because uh, <laughs> I sat in the back seat just to, you know, experience how more cramped. of a luggage it, tray really yeah so. it's a it's a leather bound luggage tray like it, <laughs> it is not a seat um that is not a problem in uh the drango so the way dodge is framing their three cars now uh, they are the performance division of fca they make no question about that and the way they present their three cars is the two-door muscle car the four-door muscle car, and the three-row muscle car, and this being the latter of the three, the three-row muscle car. And that's exactly what it is. Uh, Plenty of room in the first row, the second row, and decent amount in the third row, Uh, more than the back seat of a Camaro SS. Is it independent rear suspension? Uh, Yes, it is. Okay. So uh, So you should have decent. Yeah. There's... No compromises here, really. It it hauls and it hauls. Uh, hauls people and it hauls butt. Uh, we'll keep it PG right there. But uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So they've revamped the interior of the entire line, not just the Hellcat model, mm-hmm. to be more in line with the Challenger and the Charger. It definitely has more of a muscle car, driver-centric cockpit feel to it. And the Hellcat version has this awesome compacted carbon fiber unique to every vehicle weave. It kind of looks like camo carbon fiber in there. Uh, It's the best way I can describe it. Uh, All this can be found on our website, on our blog. I will have a blog with my full review uh, of the Hellcat uh, SRT Durango. Uh, So head on over to gtgaragetalk.com for that. But um, yeah, it's just awesome. Uh, it was one of the last vehicles I drove for the day at the Texas Truck Rodeo, which was more centered on off-road vehicles. Yeah. But we had a handful that uh, there was a color system on the windshield. They had little colored dots that told you how extreme of an off-road uh, course you could take these on. Uh-huh. This had one dot. <laughs> uh, it it did not have, I think there were three different levels. There was on-road, mild off-road, and full-fledged off-road. And this just had the on-road dot. And um, I took it out by myself, like I said, towards the end of the day. Uh, was fairly exhausted at that point. There were 39 vehicles there, a lot to drive. And uh, we were on public roads, uh, twisty roads in Texas Hill Country, handled them quite well. Uh, it is not going to rival on 9-11 in a road race or anything like that. Right, right. But again, having this idea of no compromise, hauling people and being able to literally haul butt wherever you go just by mashing the pedal uh, is what it truly is. Its mission is to be the most powerful, the quickest family stuff hauler and it can tow yeah like all this is just it it blows my mind that there's uh, a vehicle out there like this with you know i keep saying no compromises there's one major compromise fuel economy (laughs) well okay too (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh so i have not seen official fuel economy numbers but i know that the uh ram trx that just one motor trends truck of the year for 2021 uh gets like nine uh if you're being good um so i'm sure that this one is not too much better but 
a little bit better because it's not so big and heavy. Uh, no, uh, I was going to say price. Um, yeah. So you can option one of these guys up to 90 k easy. And uh, they're only available this year. So one one great thing that, you know, my PR marketing brain sees is, you know, make this super awesome thing, uh-huh. make it super limited. Right. Uh, so that everybody wants it. There's that exclusivity factor of it. And um, FCA has been doing a really good job with that. They had the one year only, the Dodge Demon. And now they can't kind of came out with the Demon Light and the Challenger uh Wide body, I'm trying yeah. to remember all the acronyms names and well, things that they've got on that. Again, guy. there's like 87 different <laughs> Hellcat yes. variations yes. of Challenger Charger. Yes. Yeah, and Charity. apparently they're going to do the same Printing. thing now with uh, Durango's. So yeah. I have a question. Okay, was the one you drove in Destroyer Gray? No, the one I drove <sighs> was uh, I don't know the official name, but it, Aggie Maroon. I'm going to call it Aggie oh, Maroon. Gig them, um, but. Uh, yeah, it, it, I would have picked it in a different color myself, Yeah. um, but I loved it. It was nice. Black interior, red accents everywhere. Um, the touchscreen has all the, uh, performance pages on there. And then, uh, so I was talking about this next feature, not option, feature with my wife, uh, who is not a crazy gearhead like you and I, uh, constantly seeking speed and acceleration and all that stuff. Uh, so it had this nice, pretty silver button that says launch on it. Oh boy. Uh, which they're making easier and easier. Uh, the more technology creeps their way into vehicles and the more we're going to automatic transmissions and away from manuals. Right. Uh, but it is super easy to launch this 710 horsepower all wheel drive beast into motion. You push this beautiful, shiny silver button. Mm hmm. And mash the brake, uh-huh. floor the throttle, uh-huh. let off the brake, and you're off. And uh, my wife doesn't get it. She's like, why Why, why does this exist? You're just going to have a, <laughs> a bunch of idiots who don't know what they're doing. I was like, yes, in theory, but the price tag kind of helps you know, dissuade some of that. Some, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I will say, again, most powerful vehicle I've ever driven. Uh-huh. Um, I believe also the first vehicle with launch control <laughs> that I've ever experienced. I was not ready. Um, <laughs> <laughs> even being the one operating it and doing the mashing of the brake and the gas and uh-huh. and, and all of that, I, I wasn't ready. Uh, <laughs> I did it, like, again, I, I will preface this by saying it was at the end of a very long day. I had driven a lot of vehicles by this point. I was hungry. I was tired. I wanted to sleep. Yeah. Uh, but I also wanted to drive this vehicle before I left. Um, I did it two or three times. I did not give it the full beans because, again, you know, I, I made sure I was outside of traffic. And, y- yes. Right. Um it made me nauseous. <laughs> like it, it did something to my inner ear. My, I don't know. Just seeing the world go from still to rushing past you that quick uh, was quite an experience. It was full blown, like the Fast and the Furious, yeah. first movie, <laughs> nitrous button kind of yes. feeling. Wasn't it? Yes. Okay. All right. Definitely throws you back in your seat. Like I said, with it being all wheel drive, uh, traction was not particularly an issue. And in fact. Uh, as it shifted through the gears, 
all four tires, you could hear them scraping and scratching for traction. That's how much power this thing has. So That's insane. I knew exactly from just listening uh, to the tires when I hit second, when I hit third, <laughs> uh, because those tires were frantically trying to keep us moving forward and not just spinning in a circle Wow! Uh, right there. But awesome rig uh, is all I can say. Yep. And um, would make make for a great family vehicle for uh-huh. a gearhead like you or I that right. you know wants something fast it's got a really cool look to it uh paint it in white make it, you know make it look like a stormtrooper and you're off ready to go um so the uh, haul the family haul the kids hold the boat haul the camper whatever you need to behind you yeah it it was awesome i think i have found the name of the color and it's octane red Okay. Okay. I would have the F8 green. Yeah. Because it's classic and vintage, and I love it. Um, for reference sake, you know, because I have an all-wheel drive right. four-door vehicle. Right. Right. Very, <laughs> very comparable. Right? Yeah. S- so similar. So just, just for <laughs> this. where the similarities yeah, stop. <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah. Uh, for the sake of the argument. Yeah. <clears throat> the uh, the Hellcat uh, Durango. Has 707, 710 horsepower. 710. 710 horsepower. Okay. Um, 710 horsepower and 645 pound feet of torque, to be clear. Okay. All right. <laughs> there is a way that my car has more power. You are going to need to elaborate <laughs> on that one, sir. At what if RPM? You take, <laughs> if you, yeah. Yeah, at two. idle <laughs> versus uh, max redline. <laughs> no, if if you divide the 710 horsepower by each wheel, it's only 177 horsepower per wheel. <laughs> per wheel, and my car has 193 horsepower. <laughs> so technically, my car at the flywheel has more power than than the, the Hellcat Durango has at the all wheel. Four wheels. Yeah, um, it doesn't math that way. Matt. Certainly it does. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not how math works. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, that's how my calculator works. I don't know. Uh, yes, but can <laughs> uh, can your four-door uh-huh. all-wheel drive right. vehicle go zero to 60 in three and a half seconds? Shot out of a cannon. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, does it have a... NHRA certified quarter mile time of 11 and a half seconds. Not mine, no. All right, so. But, <laughs> and I've got you on this one. Okay. Does the Durango have a manual transmission? Nope. You got me there. Ha! Yep. Subaru's better. Uh, uh, <laughs> and, and see, so, <laughs> there's the thing. Because okay. you and I, you know, we're both purists and gearheads and yes, uh-huh. um, we love the fun of a manual. Uh, I've driven a C8 Corvette, which will not ever come with a manual transmission, and it breaks my heart. Boo. There's just a certain level of fun that you are taking out of it at yep. that point in time. And uh, it, it, it is sad, uh, the, the direction it's going. That being said, what they're capable, like, aside from the fun and the uh, driver engagement kind of aspect of it, uh, what 
especially dual clutch transmissions are able to do nowadays right takes away all the benefits that manual transmissions used to have and it's sad that we don't even have that leg to stand on anymore yeah used yeah. to it was like well i i can get the best acceleration because i know when to shift well a dual clutch transmission is programmed at the best opportune shift point and can do it in way like 40 fast. milliseconds yeah. instead of so yeah yeah, yeah. I know, I know, and I I wonder too about this Hellcat culture with uh, with Dodge. How much of it is going to push that manual transmission out the door? Because I don't think, and I'm on, I'm I'm trying to find out right now. Can you get a Hellcat with a manual transmission? Challenger, right? That's what I'm looking for. I think that's the only one uh, that's still even an option. So while you're digging in onto that, uh, we alluded to as. I brought up the Durango, uh, the Mach-E from Ford. Uh, they call it the Mustang Mach-E. I laugh. I call it just the Mach-E, which is what they should have done. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so they announced as the <laughs> as the embargo lifts on the uh, three and a half second zero to 60 Dodge Durango Hellcat SRT, yada, yada, yada. Uh-huh. Uh, Ford's like, us too. And the... Uh, Ford Mustang Mach-E GT, which is the go-fast version, will also do 0 to 60 in 3.5 seconds and does not cost $90,000 and does not... Did you find a price on it? I haven't found a price on one yet. They have not released that yet. So, okay. Uh, it, it's not going to cost ninety grand. It will be pricey. Oh, yeah. It'll be. Um, but you aren't going to have the other detractor that you brought up before i brought up price which is fuel economy because it's all electric uh it's not going to have the same range as the lower end spec ones but um yeah it's it's definitely going to be a capable rig uh where you and i and probably a lot of other enthusiasts but maybe not many other people have an issue is the name like they they should have stopped with maki and not gone the mustang route but they're trying to they see the writing on the wall of yeah. where the market's going. Uh, two-door cars are out. Right. Cars are out, especially in the Ford lineup. The yeah. Mustang's the only one, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, electric's in and SUVs are in. So they've got this iconic nameplate of Mustang. And what do you do with it when nobody's buying cars and nobody's buying gas vehicles anymore? Right. So it's a big jump. It's uh, a, to go from a two-door V8 yeah. rear-wheel drive sports car to a four-door SUV electric all-wheel rig. drive, yeah. But uh, it, it it's interesting to see and watch the market change and evolve. Um, you know, I've been alluding to the fact that Chevy's kind of been missing out on this whole off-road truck war because they're going all in on the electric side of things. Right. It, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, if they just if they take the Blazer because that's already the size of the Mach-E, it's already kind of the Camaro of SUVs and the styling. Boy, you're stretching. Yeah, uh, it's Camaro inspired. <laughs> and uh, anyway, all that to say, I, yeah. do do they electrify that and call it the Blazer E? Like, where where does the general go with? their electric technology because we know they've got it they've 
they really have gone all in. They've partnered with Honda, so um, either Honda's reliability is going to go down or GM's is going to come up, but somebody's going to learn something in the process. Right. And uh, it is a big investment for the future of uh, what once was the world's largest automaker, and they are looking to maintain and grow back to that status. Like, what do they do to start answering some of the same questions that their rivals are doing. Um, and then, you know, we joke about FCA's Hellcat, all the things. Now they're starting to talk electrification. Uh, we're seeing it more and more. The Grand Wagoneer concept was right. a hybrid. You've got the Wrangler 4xe, which I know we've got a Facebook group uh, that we're part of, uh, Wrangler 4xe fans. They, every single day, post a meme about how we don't have the price of that oh sucker yet. Oh, my goodness. Um, Chris, I feel you. I, I really want to know. Uh, mum was the word when we were actually talking with the Jeep officials at the uh, press event. So uh, we're in December now. Uh, they don't have much longer to stall. So we we shall see on the price on that rig. But. Yeah, we said the same thing about the Bronco, and it took another <laughs> three years for it to show yeah, up. So, yeah. uh, so the, to to touch back on the Maki, just yeah. I'm I'm coming to the point where I can accept. And maybe it's because I'm a Ford guy, but I'm coming to the point where I can accept the Mustang nameplate on this vehicle. Okay. And it's for a couple of reasons. One is the brand or name right. uh, association that you've talked about with the marketing aspect of right. it and, and how important that is. The other is if they wouldn't have called it a Mustang and had all these <laughs> Mustang design cues in it, people would have been upset that it looked too much like the Mustang. And so it definitely wouldn't be a, getting all the press that it's getting. One of the only reasons we're talking about it right now <laughs> is the fact that it's called a Mustang instead of just a Mach-E. So yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there's a lot to be said just about the press that comes with it uh, because it is a capable rig. Oh, yeah. Uh, it will give – it's really slotted around Tesla Model Y. It's not really a, a Model X competitor, but it's no, a Model it's, Y competitor. Right. Uh, in price, in size, in acceleration, because the Model Y also has a zero to sixty of three and a half on the performance edition. So, you know, we're seeing all the same numbers. Everybody's aiming for the same benchmark, and um, I kind of wonder: Are we getting to a sea of sameness uh, as we go no. go to electrification? Because we keep getting the same. Oh, it does. Three and a half seconds, and with it being electric and instant torque and all that, the the experience is kind of the same. So then, what do you fall back on? Do you fall back on you know brand heritage, reliability, uh, yeah, uh, serviceability, w what? Uh, so yeah, uh, Tesla definitely has the uh, cachet, <laughs> the uh, the the cool factor behind it. Uh, it's got the technology behind it, so it's going to be interesting to see what these 100-plus-year-old companies can do when they are all in and they are ready to compete at the same level as yeah. uh, the big boys in the electric game. I'm super excited about it. Yeah. I can't wait till we get to test one. Oh, yeah. Um, that That's just me. So I um, did find you can still get a six-speed manual Tremec transmission for the Hellcat. Just the Challenger. To, to uh, right. touch back on that, yeah. And only on the Challenger. So, yep. again, I don't expect it to last very long. But <sighs> what do you do? 
<sighs> I have a bit of news. Okay. Okay. Um, and it's it's automotive related. It's motorsports related. Okay. Uh, but it's a little different. Um, We're a little different. Uh, true. <laughs> very true. I was flipping through Facebook today, and a notification. No, actually, it was through YouTube. Okay. And a little snippet video came up of. Uh, a thing called Nitro Rallycross. Yeah. Have you heard of such a thing? Corey? I have not, but it sounds fun. Have you heard of Rallycross? Yeah. Okay. And it's, you know, arena style rally cars that, you know, there's four of them at a time and they compete for top spot mm-hmm. and sometimes mm-hmm. there's a jump and stuff like that. Well, Nitro Rallycross, and you might recognize the Nitro aspect of it, it does have a lot to do with Travis Pastrana, who okay. is a Rallycross driver along with. Uh, Ken Block and Tanner Faust and several other big names. He decided that uh, Rallycross wasn't rowdy enough. <laughs> um, which, if you've ever watched a Rallycross race, yeah. you know it's plenty rowdy. Uh, but in particular, he was not thrilled with the kind of slapped together, temporary, not very exciting tracks that they've been okay. racing on. So he. Did a couple of uh, trial runs with the Nitro uh, Rallycross courses, mm-hmm. uh, and there's a couple of them that have been built. And 2019, I believe, was actually the first year that that they ran the Nitro Rallycross. Um, no, I'm sorry, 2017. I'm looking back through my notes now. Uh, 2017 and uh, 2021 will be the first year where there will be a championship. And it's kind of for for motorsports. It's kind of a like super fast proving ground type of from concept to completion scenario where people love it. Um, the The drivers love it. It's it's massive. The video that I saw was this figure eight of sorts where there's a one hundred foot gap that the top section of track goes over and then there's a jump under that one that actually goes over a tunnel that goes under that section so there's you could have three cars on top of each other all doing 70 80 miles an hour and three or two of the three of them being in the air at a time so it should prove to be uh even more rowdy than what rallycross has been uh, here in the states, and I'm I'm super excited about it. I would love for Garage Talk to try and go to an event. Um, uh, there's one in Florida, there's one in California, and I think there's one in Georgia, maybe. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe maybe we can uh, talk the uh, the the purse holders into turning us loose on a nitro rally course for a little oh, while. That'd so be fun. That'd be awesome. So uh, it, it's funny that you bring up rally stuff because uh, we're in conversations. You know, I, I I can't go into a lot of details because again, still nothing's finalized. But uh, we've had I've had some conversations with uh, some uh, organizers of some rally races here in Texas uh, to come on and not only be on our podcast, but they've invited us to come out and. Tear up my car. <laughs> I mean, it would be fun. It would be fun. Uh, you should see uh, the the <laughs> the poor expedition that they uh, entered into uh, the latest uh, rally race. Um, mm. 
It was missing the back doors, the back quarter <laughs> panels, the back windows, the back everything. Like it, it was the shell of the expedition back behind it. But, I love uh, it. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was great. It was great. But we'll we'll just leave it at that. Again, right. um, nothing nothing's final yet. Uh, which kind of leads me into this. Uh, we've been teasing a lot about the future. I'm I'm gonna peel back the curtain a little bit and and let you know one of the big things that we are most excited about for 2021. And that is uh, video car reviews. Yeah. So we, we've done a couple on our YouTube channel, uh, most notably the Ram TRX. Uh, working on finalizing, uh, I know it's really out of date because uh, their press vehicles are rolling out right now, but the, well, actually, you can go out and buy one too. The 2021 Rogue uh, is out now and drove that. It's great. I've got a video of that. We've got a lot of footage stockpiled behind us that i gotta do better but anyway <laughs> uh on our channel now we've got a c8 corvette and a ram trx uh review uh those are both me those are both solo uh but we want to do more of that yeah uh, it, it, it's i'm addicted <laughs> <laughs> it's what we want to do uh it's been our drive it's been our passion uh it, it's something that we want to share with you our listeners our fans but we need your help. So uh, we are at the beginning stages of this. Uh, we are in conversation with several automakers, manufacturers that have uh, keys to said cars. Uh, but uh, the quickest way to get a large stockpile of vehicles is our fans, our listeners. Oh, I and, thought we were going to go buy a bunch of cars. Oh, yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, I don't know how we're going to afford all that. But um, So we're going to start a, a true video review series on our YouTube channel, we're going to start with our rigs. So Nelly will make an appearance. Um, Hawkeye or whatever. Uh, you, our wonderful fans, decide to uh, grace Matt's Subaru. That's got to be uh, the first thing that goes up. I, right. like This car has to have a name right, soon. Right. Uh, we will do a full review. Both of us will drive it and give our thoughts. So we'll rib each other on our own daily drivers. Uh, our wives' cars will go up there, so the Jeep Grand, the Jeep Grand Cherokee. I wish the Jeep <laughs> Cherokee uh, Trailhawk that my wife drives, and the Honda Pilot that your wife drives will go up there. Uh, if we can, you know, talk friends and family into uh, releasing the keys just for a little bit of their vehicles, uh, we've got a Kia Telluride uh, on uh, uh, on loan on promise. It's been promised to us. We haven't. Fully yeah. taking advantage of that. So we've got several that we're working out the details of. And if you've got a cool car, an old car, a new car, that you would love to see us review and have fun with, uh, let us know. Shoot us an email, gtgarashtalk at gmail.com. Send us a picture, some specs. We'll get the conversation started because uh, we really do want, we want to grow uh, our YouTube presence, just like we've spent 2020 growing our podcast presence. And and that's kind of how we want to do things. The podcast isn't going away. No. Nope. Uh, you it, still got to put up a yeah. listen to us. <laughs> uh, what we really like, the podcast is a discussion. And yeah. like Matt says in the intro, it's where we talk about what grinds our gears, what revs our engines. That is the point of the podcast. Uh, it gives an op- us an opportunity to talk to cool people that we really wouldn't get to any yeah. other way like bogey uh from uh all girls garage and uh Corey morrow country music star and more 
to come on that on different interviews that we have coming forward. But uh, the podcast definitely is not going away. But we want to add to what Garage Talk uh, is giving you, our fans, our listeners, and that is car reviews and video content. And uh, we want to bring our personalities that you enjoy week in and week out on the podcast uh, to your screen, your television screen, the phone in your pocket, however you listen and watch YouTube. We want to be there too. So, And maybe uh, we'll blow something up. (laughs) That's not a good way to get people to give us their cars, Matt. (laughs) Well, I'm not talking about people's cars. Right. This would be... I'm, well, we could leave it pretty open-ended. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, it could I mean, go from, like, you know, a firecracker that blows up. Right. Or it could be something massive, mm-hmm. you know, like a boat. Or a Prius. What? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? What? Uh, so, anyway. Yes. Again, I uh, just want to let you know that uh, if you have a vehicle that you would love to see us review, whether it's uh, gush over or roast, uh, let us know. Send us an email. Send us a picture gtgaragetalk at gmail.com we would love to partner with you uh, especially if you're in the east texas area because travel yeah um we're both working day jobs right now uh so if you are in the east texas area and you have a vehicle you can loan us for a day uh we would love 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 to make a video with your rig and feature it on our youtube channel so uh we've got that coming up next thing Special gift. But wait, there's more. Yes, but wait, there's more. So uh, we have a special gift that you cannot get anywhere else but uh, through Garage Talk, through our Patreon. Do they have to wait until December 25th to open it? No, but they won't get it until after. So it really doesn't matter. (laughs) Uh, But so uh, one thing that uh, we have been, I guess... uh, reiterating week in and week out is our patreon and there are different pay tiers that give you different things from us uh, in addition to just the podcast because again the podcast is not going anywhere it is going to stay free but to in order to keep doing all this and to keep doing car reviews and videos and make sure we've got the equipment and the workflow and all that good stuff uh, it takes time energy effort and money And uh, so Patreon allows you uh, to support our channel and get something in return, whether it be the satisfaction of helping us out with the $3 a month tier or starting with the $5 tier, you get a little bit of extra content after we stop recording this episode that you're listening to now. Matt and I record just a little bit of extra bonus content for you. And usually some bloopers yep, and goofy yep. things like that. We're not goofy. What are you no. talking about? <laughs> yeah. We're serious. This, this is our profession. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we've got that going on. there. Like I said, there are different tiers that get you different things. Discounts on our merch. Um, again, kind of alluding back to the fact that we're going YouTube route, I've got some ideas in mind where we can give you awesome special shout-outs as we review vehicles. Ah. So, yeah, uh, I've been cooking up some things uh, to make it worth your while to support us on Patreon. But uh, in order to to do that, you can either go to gtgaragetalk slash support. Uh, there you scroll down and it tells you all the ways that you can support our channel, whether it's liking us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or sharing us with your friends. Or, and that's all free. Right. Or going to patreon.com slash talk and signing up for one of the tiers. 
the special gift comes into play in that if you are signed up by the end of 2020 mm-hmm. at any December tier, 31st. Yeah. Any tier, any level. So $3 up to $100 a month, which is the highest tier. God bless you. We love you. Uh, <laughs> you will receive a special one of a kind gift. Um, we've just got a handful of them on order. Uh, we're super excited. We don't have them in hand yet, but they are garage talk magnets. You could throw them on your car as long as you don't have aluminum door panels or tailgates or anything like that. Uh-huh. Uh, you throw them on the fridge. You, you put them wherever. Uh, but we're very excited about sharing our brand and uh, helping gearheads identify other gearheads who enjoy this podcast, this show. And uh, we just want to give back to you. So again, the only way to get these magnets is... Uh, by supporting us on Patreon at any tier by the end of the month, December 31st, 2020. Uh, and, and if you're already a Patreon subscriber, we'll be sure you get absolutely, one anyway. Absolutely. So uh, we cannot say thank you enough uh, for continuing to listen to us week in and week out. Uh, we truly love what we do. This has been a blast of a year so far. We're looking forward to what 2021 has in store for us. Cannot wait to start uh, reviewing vehicles on video, uh, starting with ours. So I really cannot wait to introduce y'all to Nelly. There's nothing special about her, but she's paid off. She's mine. There you go. She's a six-speed manual. Yeah. So it's fun it. to drive. Hashtag save the manual. Save the manuals. Bring it on. But maybe wanna, we'll maybe we'll jump the Subaru in one of the videos. Hey, That'd be cool. Hey, yeah. But if you want to know more about us, what we're doing, what we're driving, head on over to gtgaragetalk.com. Or you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all at GD Garage Talk. Until next time, bye.